Welcome to the Brennan Brown's Clips of Facts and Theories podcast show. This is Akil Jackson, one of the most profound philanthropists. He is an NFT collector. He's done a lot of things in the community, and he's just really a community helper. And that's what our episode is today. It's about helping the community. So, Jaquil, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Talk about yourself. Talk about yourself before I get to these questions and deep dive. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jaquil Jackson. I'm 14. I have my own organization called Project I Am, and I build awareness to homelessness. And I provide listen bags and toilet items for those in need, uh, different uh, daily essentials that we can sometimes take for granted that they don't even have. So I've been doing this since I was eight. Now I'm 14, so about six years. That's good, then. That's good. And, you know, to really start off with, before we even get into all this, are you a Chicago Bulls fan? Um... Yes, uh, I've always been a Bulls fan, but I mean, over the years, it's kind of faded off as they kind of have sucked for a pretty uh, long while now. But this past season, they had a decent team, so I had a lot of hope in them, thought they could win it all, but they kind of disappointed me. Uh, but there is still hope for next next season for me. Yeah, because I actually thought we were going to go against you guys because I'm a big Warriors fan, so... I thought we were going to go against you guys, you know, in the finals. But I was really thinking it was Warriors-Bulls, but, nope, I was really excited for the Bulls. But, yeah, you know, next time, next time, next yeah. time we may come up and see you. So, because we look like we might be a champion. <laughs> so, yeah, but what, to get serious here, what really inspired you to help the homeless? Yeah, so what inspired me was when I was about five years old, I went to go feed the homeless with my aunt and my cousins, and I got to see how they all live and ate, slept for the first time. And um, when this happened, I didn't really understand why they were out there. So I went home and I asked my parents if we can give them all houses, and obviously we couldn't do that. So we had to think of something else that we can do, basically. Um, and we sat down, we talked about things, like I said, that we have on the daily basis that they don't have, and we thought about blessing bags. Mm-hmm. That's good, though. And, you know, recently I just read your story on Medium about that, and I was saying I'm asking you this question, and I already read this. So <laughs> what inspired you to do philanthropy? Yeah, so what inspired me to do philanthropy, um, I think it was my parents. Uh, seeing them uh, growing up, uh, having them be their own boss, um, and seeing that just influenced me to um, just continue with what they were doing and be my own boss. And that's when the organization aspect came uh, with the philanthropy and everything else. Yeah. And, you know, by watching your content, if a lot of people know you, you don't just help the community, you know, by helping the homeless and other things, but you also help the community through via speaking. So, you know, what really inspired you to become a motivational speaker? Yeah. So being a motivational speaker wasn't anything that actually came to me or, like, it wasn't something that I had practiced and wanted to become. It just kind of, like, happened with uh, everything that I was doing. Um, once I started with the organization, people started wanting to actually hear me speak about what I was doing. So that was basically public speaking. So I had to get into the groove of doing that. At first, I was absolutely horrible. Like, you wouldn't even imagine how bad of a speaker and how shy I was. Um, I still am very shy, but I've gotten better with it over the years. But when I was younger, when I first started public speaking, when I was about nine years old, it was horrible. I had this green notebook that I had with my speech on it. And the first time I spoke, I was like shaking while like reading it. I didn't 
want to look up at anybody while I was speaking. I was just reading directly off the paper. So um, I've come a long way definitely from doing that, but it wasn't anything that I necessarily was um, inspired to do. It just came with me doing an organization, and now I kind of enjoy it because I'm able to impact so many young people. That's really good. And, you know, for you being a motivational speaker, it really inspired a lot of people. And, you know, you, too, really inspired me to continue to go on my motivational speaking journey as well. And, you know, just to ask this question, because I may have some audiences who may want to do the same thing as you and me want to do. What advice can you give to motivational speakers who are willing to start off or even are still on their journey currently doing what they're doing? Um, Some advice from motivational speakers. Um, I would say... Actually, I need this too, because uh, I definitely need to improve my public speaking. I would say to not care what people think while you're speaking. If you're not like a shy person, you're just kind of free and open to people, public speaking will be perfectly fine for you. You just got to memorize it, uh, learn like different ways to say it, so it doesn't always sound the same, but... Um, I would say for people like me who are kind of shy and are as confident in speaking in pe- to people, I would say learn to really just not care about uh, what people are going to think. Because at the end of the day, those people that you're talking to, you're probably not going to see them like for the rest of your life. So just think about that. And that's something that I still need to remember every time I speak. Sometimes I forget that and kind of like ball up and get shy. But um, it's definitely always room for improvement. So that's my advice. Well, that's good that you gave that because, you know, for me, that's a big one for me as well because I can always say the words over and over again. Sometimes I got to remember, you know, you got to dilute into what you're speaking because, you know, whenever you're just talking as a motivational speaker or just a podcast, so especially doing the content that I'm doing with, you know, self-improvement, it can be a little bit repetitive trying to figure out what's the next topic for the episode or what's this and that? Because, you know, I feel like this is all just prepping me to continue to go on my motivational speaking, you know, to keep on doing what I need to do. And this also can impact, like you said, for you, impact other young people to do their dreams or even do motivational speaking if there's their purpose. You know, yeah, yeah. But the next question is, you were on the Marvel Hero Project. I also saw you on Disney Plus before. Um, So with that campaign that I did, it was really cool getting to work on that. It was called the Marvel Hero Project, and it, it was like 20 kids a part of the campaign. They gave all the best episodes on Disney Plus, um, along with a comic book, our own comic books, with our own superpowers. So they gave me super speed, so I was really excited about that. And basically the comic is about, you know, like our day-to-day life, like giving back in our communities or doing whatever um, special that we do. And um, for me, it was about my day-to-day life with like blessing bags and handing them out. So it was really cool getting to work on that. That's good. That's good. They're really Obama endorsed. So what can you really speak about, you know, Obama and helping the community with Obama and things? I saw a picture of you with Obama before. Yeah. So in 2017, Obama named me one of 2017's most influential people. Um, and then after that, we kept in touch with the Obama Foundation and, uh, they invited us to like a reception. So it was like all adults at this reception. I was the only kid and we ended up networking for about an hour. So my mom was pretty much ready to go when a guy came out and said, you guys are not going to meet Obama. So I started getting super excited, jumping up and down. Um, 
And when I got in line to talk to him, I was the first one. And um, it was really mm -hmm. cool getting to talk to him about my future plans, about um, Tiny Homes and what I hope to do in the future. And, uh, yeah, that was just a great experience getting to meet him. Probably one of the best days of my life. Wow. You you know, you networked are one of the most influential people in the African-American community, you know, because it's an honor that you got to meet him. Really, truly an honor. So I'm on Steve Harvey. So what can you really talk about you being on Steve Harvey? Yeah, so with Steve Harvey show, I was able to be there virtually because Kobe wasn't actually able to um, go to the actual show place. But uh, being on there virtual was an awesome experience as well, getting to actually communicate with Steve Harvey. Not something that you could say every day. So um, yeah. definitely really cool getting to talk to him. Um, also, the grant that he gave me for the 5000 that was also really great for the organization, being able to make more blessing bags. So um, I'm still working to the, with them uh, to this day, doing partnerships um, and doing more programs with them in the future, hopefully. And then with the Nike commercials, you know, I don't know if you still do them, but do you still do any Nike commercials? Yeah, so Nike, they weren't really necessarily Nike commercials. Um, each of the videos and like the campaigns that I did, they were campaigns. So it was like yeah. one of them was for like a fashion, uh, fashion book, like a fashion campaign. So that was something. And then the other ones, like the videos that we did, that was like a whole production, but it wasn't necessarily a commercial. They were all part of campaigns that it was like two or three or even a whole group of people were a part of. So, um, it was just way bigger than just a commercial. It was a, it was a whole thing that I was able to be a part of, and it was really cool. Well, my bad for saying that then. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. At first, I thought it was a commercial, too. Like, when I first mm -hmm. um, got introduced to, like, what I was going to be doing. Um, but then it was, like, really cool getting to realize that it was way bigger than that. But I thought it was a commercial, too. Yeah, because... I used to see you on there, man, when the NBA Finals were happening. And oh, then yeah. I remember recently, I saw your TED Talk. So, you know, how was that experience? And what can you really say about being on TED Talk? And what advice can you give to somebody who would like to be on TED Talk and speak their message? Yeah, so um, actually, before my mom told me about it, I didn't even know what TED Talks was. I didn't, uh, what? I mean, I didn't know what it was. And um, once I watched a few videos and realized, like, Gravity had, I, I got more excited about it, but sadly I wasn't able to go in person, so I was able to do it virtually. Um, but it was still uh, great getting to do that, uh, being put on that platform. But um, doing it virtually is that it was definitely different than it would have been in person. I was able to like mess up on it, like do retakes, so that was definitely good uh, getting to have that, yeah. And that was a blessing from God, man, because, you know, God really blessed you to um, not be in person because of the fact that if you were in person, maybe like how you say, because you referenced you were kind of shy and things and may have would have had affected you from not speaking the right way. So the God really helped you, you know, you know, you're saying that motivational speaking isn't your purpose, but it is your purpose because God laid it out for you when you first started at five years old helping the homeless. This is all laid out in the journey that God has for you, man. So. Sometimes you just got to think with it with God's, God's perspective in it. Like, think with a really 
godly perspective to think deep. Like, you know, motivational speaking may have not been your passion. It may have been something you're doing now, but it is your passion. Don't say it's not. It is because God laid it out for you. Mm. That's all I just want to give you, a little motivation to you. Thank so, you. little gift. <laughs> you're welcome, man. Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, so you're doing an NFT collab with Benjamin Wong. I'm going to interview Benjamin Wong later on on this podcast as well. So, you know, with you and Benjamin, how did y'all met? Y'all doing NFT? Explain all of it. Yeah, so we met through Instagram. And from there, we did some calls together, some events virtually. And we got to get to pretty much know each other more as we continue to do those. Um, that's when he presented the idea of NFTs. And I, my mom, she was really confused on what it was. Uh, she didn't understand, but um, he gave us a good explanation. I mean, he is a genius. Like, I don't know what that is, man. NFTs is so hard for me to understand. Yeah, it was like, it's definitely it's, hard. I understand a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, so excuse me. I understand a little bit, but it is kind of hard. But continue yeah. on, my bad. Yeah, he's a, like, He's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. Like the way that he uh, wrote uh, NFT down, you could just tell like mm-hmm. the knowledge he has is for it. So you're gonna have a good interview with him. But it was uh, definitely really cool getting to listen to him describe it. Um, and then we got to see that it was a really good idea. It's basically like a like a sports like baseball card for influencers, and but it's like digital. So it's a, it's really cool. Um, and we're getting started on that now. So I'm really excited for what it will turn into. How is it helping the community? And what advice can you give to people who want to help a community? Yeah, so um, getting to help the community for me is like amazing. It makes me feel happy to see others happy. And that's what helping the community is about. Um, and for others that want to help their community, my advice for you, even if it's not an organization and you don't know where to start, uh, volunteering is a, a big way to start. You can start off by volunteering, seeing um, what you like about it, what what you can make different with whatever you're trying to do. If you're trying to start an organization, you can start with volunteering and see um, like what adjustments you want to make to whoever you were partnering with. With that, um, but I would say make sure that you're doing something that you love too, uh, even if it's not in the community. Make sure you're doing something that you're passionate about something that you actually want to do because you will never have fun uh, with a job if you don't actually love what you're doing. It will will be, it's going to be like (laughs) hell. So you don't really want to do that. That's true. That's true, man. And the last question is what do you want your legacy to be? Yeah. My legacy, I want to be a person who really helped out in that community and made a difference and, uh, just wanted to influence other young people. I, that's a big one. I want to be left behind as somebody who helped other young people be the best that they can be, especially in the future as we um, become the leaders of this world. Like that's something that I say a lot. So um, I wanted that's what I want to be remembered as. Well, that's good, then, man. That's good. I'm glad to have you on the show. I'm glad that you spoke about everything that you spoke about. And any last and final advices before we leave? Um, don't wait to be great. That's my motto. It means that young people don't have to wait until we're adults to be change agents or start our own business because we can do it right now. Alrighty, guys. So we're about to end this podcast. So hopefully you enjoyed Jaquiel Jackson. If you want to know more about him, the link's down below. Everything's down below. And yeah, 
So Jaquil, thank you for coming on the show and God bless you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.